It's the 60 Go Podcast brought to you by Men's Sports. Joining me on the phone, Damien Seabolt. Seabs, how are you, mate? I am good, Tom. How are you? I'm good. Have you spoken to your brother? He must have had a bit of a heart attack in the second half. Um, he, you know, I have spoken to him, actually, but we didn't really talk too much throughout the game. The only things we spoke about were um, how good their start was and how good Matt Lodge was for them. That's probably the only two things. Um, he was too busy wanting to send through a photo um, with uh, Tim Zhu that he had on Sunday night. So, that, um, yeah, a good win. And then getting to meet Tim Zhu, I think, made him uh, quite happy. Yeah, well, Tim's the man. But I, I just want to talk about the game for a second. So, Manly, I still think, are probably a uh, slim chance of making the eight. But um, I, I, I wouldn't put them in there just yet. But I just want to talk about Cronulla because they're m- more likely, I suppose. But... They've got really concerning signs. And if you look over the past two weeks, they've conceded basically 50 points from the second half of the Warriors game to the first half of the Manly game. Concerning issues there. And I'm not sure they can pull this back. I agree, mate. Some of the results on the weekend, in particular the Sharks game, Sharks-Manly, well, last week we spoke about who we thought was gone. Well, I've changed my mind now. The Knights and... And Manly are a, a legit chance. If you have a look at their runs home and how ordinary Cronulla's going, I mean, they made all these changes. One of the guys they brought in was Trindle. Look, let, let's be fair, Trindle was really, really ordinary on the weekend. And um, I think Matt Moylan's a good footballer. So, you know, do they go straight back to him? Does Fitzgibbon, is he going to stay strong? Is he going to be stubborn? Hang on to Trindle. They've got so many defensive issues. Um, on that left-hand edge, it doesn't matter who's there. Because you know, that whole left edge was different. So Does the, I don't think I can blame the people that have been there. Do you think that they go back to Talakai? Because they are committed to him long-term. Like His extension actually doesn't kick in until next year, I think. In my opinion, they have to go back to Talakai. They missed his yardage. So in that first half, probably the first 15 minutes, um, Cronulla struggled with the wind to get out of their own their own 20, 30 metres. And that's where um, Talakai you know, really comes to the fore. His yardage game is excellent. He gets them on the front foot. So I think they missed him big time. Manly were outstanding, particularly in the first half. The loss of Jake uh, really uh, set the wheels in motion for a Cronulla comeback. But Matt Lodge was really good for them. Uh, Josh Alloyer is a loss. Uh, We'll see with his injury how long he's out for. But Daly Cherry Evans, this is the best he has ever played. You think of... um... Well, first of all, yeah, you're right. Cherry Evans is on fire. And I agree. I don't think he's ever played better than what he has this year. Um, he's really doing a good job leading the, the team around. And, you know, he seems to have a bit of that creativity back that he that he had you know, he'd lost over the last few years, to be honest. Whether or not, um, you know, Tommy being so good, just let him take a backward step. But he certainly got that creativity back. Um, for mine, in that game, they really felt the pinch of the Alloyer injury, losing Paseca in the first, what, five minutes of the game. And then when they lost um, Jake Travojevic with, with 15, 16 minutes to go, um, that's when the wheels really fell off. And, you know, I, I don't think he would be too disappointed in the fact that it's understandable. You lose three middles, um, two of them in the first, what, 10, 15 minutes of the game. I think Alloyer might have been a little bit after that, but certainly Paseca was was you know the first five minutes so 
Um, it's only natural that the you know, fatigue was going to catch up with them, and, and Matt Lodge was outstanding for them. The other big result over the weekend was the Knights beating the Storm. Storm got out to a fast start, and I, I thought it was um, I thought it looked ominous for Newcastle there at one stage, but. The Knights are playing really tough, and it was it's tough to gauge anything. They smashed the Dogs a couple of weeks ago by 60-odd points, and they beat the Tigers after that. It's tough to gauge anything from those games, but this one is is certainly one to rubber stamp. It certainly is, mate. The Knights, they've been going well. They've been looking good, but that was a true test. I'm starting to think the Storm aren't quite as good as what I thought they were, though. Um, the, the win against the Roosters the week before... The scoreline probably disguised a few things. Um, you know, it might have been a case of the Roosters weren't as bad as what we, we thought that game and, and the Storm weren't quite as good as what we thought. There was a couple of opportunistic tries that, you know, you still got to score them. It doesn't matter how you get them. But, um, yeah, it was one of those games that I think might not have... The score might not have been a true indication of the, the actual contest. Well, there's been two games like that in recent times. The Storm-Roosters won, but also the Sharks and Tigers game where Sharks yeah. blew them out of the water in the second half, but they were 12 all at half time and the Tigers had no one. Yeah, that's exactly right. That that was really misleading because the Tigers, are, are they're struggling. So and they don't look like they're improving at all. Do Just, you think, um, you know, the Sharks could be, do you think they could be gone? Do you reckon they'll, they'll yeah, slip out of the eight? Absolutely, absolutely. I, I think it's really tough to see them... <sighs> Uh, making a top eight spot with their with their run home, they've got Penrith this weekend, I think, and then they've got South. So, and that's South. You would assume that Latrell is back by then. So, and certainly to yeah, beat a Totoli, you would hope so is back by then as well. So that's a South team that's getting troops back as the season goes on. Really yeah, they tough. They need to it though because speak. You know, they, they haven't been good themselves. That, that, their first fifty minutes was pretty good. Their last half hour was terrible. Absolutely, and I I think that that is that is a sign of a lack of quality in the team so uh, gradually as the game goes on the quality wins out and I, I think that there's an element of that with the Sharks and I think that that's a that's a reason why they can't beat top eight teams and that's a that's that's with their full strength squad you look at their you look at their forward pack apart from Britain Acora yeah. there's no elite in their forward pack is there like there's no, no there's no go-to guy and that's why like there's some names being thrown around the moment Payne Haas Tino like to me, they should be the club going after one of those big-time A-grade forwards because they need one. Yeah, you look at like Wade Graham, um, Balfinukan. They were great footballers, and and they're both still, you know, they're still NRL players. They still do a decent job, but they're not that elite player that they once were. No, and Dale was bought there for a reason. I get, I get why they signed him. I'm not taking anything away from that, but. Let's be honest, when Dale signed his contract, he was closer to the end of his career than the beginning, and he's still got two more years of that deal left on, on you would assume, pretty good money being the captain. So um, it's it's tough for them financially. I'm not sure where they go to from here. Wade Graham, you would assume that this is, this is his last year, certainly in the NRL, um, because I, I can't see him going anywhere else other than Cronulla. Uh, and I have heard him talk about that he would like to finish his career in the Super League, so that may be one to watch. But I just think... They they are lacking a when 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 all of their best forwards only play forty minutes. That's a sign of lack of quality in the squad. Yeah, exactly right. Um, it, it's it's pretty obvious. And then when they're not on the front foot, like like most teams, and this is an obvious statement, but 
when they're not on the front foot and things aren't flowing for them, they really struggle to drag a game back. Um, and again, the, the game on the weekend, when they came back, was it more the the injuries and the you know down to fourteen or fifteen blokes to the opposition more than what you know was them playing good footy to get back into the game? Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Uh, the the Sharks have issues there. They they know that. They're probably underdogs to make the eight at the moment just with that brutal run home. Out of anyone, they've got the toughest. And if they make the eight, they'll absolutely deserve it. And then it's funny because if they make the eight, we'll be talking about them as a premiership threat because they would have had to go through this draw and win some of these games. They would have had to have beat a Penrith, beat a South along the way, beat a, beat a Storm, beat a Cowboys. So they, they've got all those tough games on the run home. And they, they, they've got a team like, like they've got games like Newcastle on the run home as well, when like Newcastle is not a top eight team, but they're on fire. And if they win a game like that, they will become a top eight side because the, the Knights and Manly are one point out of the eight. Yes. Yeah, so there's games there. Um, I'd ruled out Manly completely last week when we had a chat, and now I've looked at their run home after beating Cronulla and three of their last uh, five games, they should win. And then there's one other one that's a, a toss of the coin. So that puts them in position to potentially make the eight. Um, the Knights, again, like you said, they're on fire. The Sharks are going ordinary. Sharks, are, Sorry, the Rabbitohs are going ordinary as well. So, yeah, I think the Raiders are the other team. Their for and against is horrendous, but they've got that extra win up their sleeve. So yep. they may just about be safe. Well, it was a costly loss for them um, and a, a gritty win by New Zealand. It's, it's a game that they would lose in previous years. Uh, I think Sean Johnson has to be the favourite for the Daly M, particularly when you look at their run home. And I think New Zealand are a pretty good chance of winning every game that they've got for the rest of the regular season. They'll win most of them, won't they? I mean, they've got a good run home. So, you know, even if they drop one or two, I think they're going to finish top four for sure. Um, extra buy up their sleeve? Yeah, that's exactly right. They've got the extra buy there. Uh, so do the Broncos too, though. So um, I think top two might be out of the question because the Broncos and Penrith have got that, that four-point buffer. The, um, the the Warriors do look like they're going to get a home semi though at some stage, which it'll be enormous over there. I just want to go back to Newcastle for a second. What what about their team separates them from a top four team? What do they need to add? Like Jaden Braley back, I think would be immense if he was healthy, but he just can't stay healthy. Halves. So you look it's at their, their you look at their halves, and you've got uh, Jackson Hastings in there at the moment. Can Jackson Hastings be part of a of a top four side? No. No? No, no. And I mean, you know, there's, there's no point even trying to discuss it. The reality is, no, he, he can't be. And Tyson Gamble as well. I mean, with those halves, they're not a top four side. They could be a top eight side, but there, there's a difference there. The, you know, those guys are... Their consistency is getting better, but look, to be fair, when you look at the elite halves, well, they're around uh, an 8 out of 10 every week, no matter what, and every now and again, they throw that 10 out of 10 week together. Um, but I think the ceiling for, for guys like, you know, the Newcastle halves is probably a 7 out of 10. So there is a difference there. You worried about your eels? No, not at the moment, because the other results that have, that have fallen uh, the way they have, um, would have been good to get that win against the Cowboys, but obviously um, you know, that's a tough ask. Cowboys are on fire at the moment, and going up to, to Townsville. Um, the Joe Offerhangawi signing 
has really uh, it concerned me from the very beginning and it showed me why on the weekend. Um, so they need to try and you know, get some of that horrible errors and, and lazy efforts and defence out of his game, which um, Arthur's got a track record of doing. You look at what he did with guys like um, Isaiah Papali'i and, and Cartwright. So, you know, he can transform those blokes, but yeah, the, they just need to get a couple of troops back. I mean, they're without Dylan Brown for another week. So that's, um, you know, they know they've got him coming. Campbell Gillard and Sevo are out for a couple more weeks as well. Um, so that's certainly, you know, they're, they're big outs. If they can jag a win or two over the next fortnight, I still think they'll make the eight. They're, they're no chance of the top four now. What do you? Oh, and I don't think the Cowboys are either, mate. Like, you know, they're on this run, but they've got to keep this run going. The run that's been eight eight weeks now. Yeah, it, it's hard to stay up for that long. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Uh, a loss will come for them pretty soon, I would say. And it, it might be a game against the Titans. The Titans were embarrassed last week against the Roosters, and the Roosters, for the first time all year, scored thirty points in a game, and they did it in a half against the Titans. So the Titans will have some wounds to lick over the next week, and that they they could put in a surprise performance. Who knows? But uh, I just want to ask you about the Bulldogs. A lot of narrative going around at them at the moment. They're making a lot of strange acquisitions and signings or certainly uh, being talked about that anyway. They bring Liam Knight over on a deal immediately. They're talking to Blake Taff. A lot of these deals, does it concern you if you're a Bulldogs fan going forward with these deals? Yeah, definitely. But again, it depends on how long they've signed them for and um, how much they're paying them as well. So, you know, there's always a lot of narrative around blokes getting signed and, you know, the media likes to to make a story out of nothing. So it, it depends. If Liam Knight is on 80 grand a year to finish off the year, well, it's a bargain, you know. Like um, like the, the Matt Lodge um, and Wood signings for, for Manly, like people will jump all over that and, and bag it. But at the end of the day, I think... Um, you know, Woods would be lucky to be on a hundred grand, and and the lodge is on a train and trial, so he's definitely under a lot less than that. So they're good, they're good signings. If Knight's on a small amount of money, it's a good signing. If Knight's on two hundred grand for the rest of the year and half a mil next year, well, it's a terrible signing. So it's all relative, and we don't know what they're getting paid. No, and it. You are right. It is. It is the perspective of the Bulldogs what they see those players at. There's the rumor about Blake Taff though. What do you see Blake Taff as? I, I, I. It's nothing against him, obviously, but I just don't. I don't see anyone winning a premiership with Blake Taff. And we've seen this in a grand final. Like we've literally seen the liabilities be fully exposed. Exposed yeah. in a grand final. It, I, if Latrell played that grand final for South, they beat Penrith that night. Yeah, potentially. Um... I hear there's a whisper floating around that um, Elias might be getting dropped this week and Taft's being moved into halfback. So it'll be interesting to see how he goes there. From what I understand, he was a halfback coming through until he hit that um, it's about 18, 19 years of age. So it will be interesting to see if they do drop Elias, who you know I think he goes okay, but he certainly... He's not an elite halfback, so it might be something that they look at. Yeah, absolutely. We'll take a quick break and be back. Mint Sports is kicking off Mint Trips. This August, Mint Trips is venturing north for the Darwin Cup. The package includes return flights, 
four nights at Como, tickets to the race days with all hospitality included. So if you and your mates are in need of a bit of winter sun, love the horses and don't mind a mint time, head on over to Mint Sports and check out the Mint Trips Darwin Cup package. <laughs> Limited tickets available. Get in now. Seems what game are you looking forward to most this weekend? Um, I think the Storm Parramatta game because it's you know it's always a great contest between those two clubs. Historically, they've always um, given it to each other. Parra's got a decent record against Melbourne, which a lot of teams don't. So it gives me hope as a Parra fan. But I just think it's going to be a cracking game because top four's on the line for Melbourne and top eight's on the line for Parra. So I, I expect that. Um, yeah, I expect it to be a good game, but. Tom, there's a number of interesting games this weekend. The, the Broncos-Roosters game, you know, the Roosters have got to, they have to show something. I can't see them making the eight from where they are, but they're going to still believe they can because mathematically they can. And um, the Raiders-Knights, you know, whoever wins that game, well, the Raiders win and they're, they're home. They're assured of making the finals. They lose and, and the Knights pick up another two points. It's, um, you know, it, it's on for them. And, and same with the Dragons-Manly game. That's a winnable game for Manly. Um, they should win that, and if they do, then all of a sudden, you know, depending on how the results go, the other games, they could be in the eight. So that, that's the type of game. a number of interesting ones. That's the type of game that Manly's had a problem with this year, the, the games that they should win. Like, uh, like St. George are talented enough to spoil the party here for Manly. And uh, after a, a, an emotional win last week, you know, that was an exhilarating last sort yeah. of 15 minutes like it's it's pressures on manly here to keep keep winning because they have to keep pace with this crowd so um i just want to touch on the roosters that and we're going to break down all these teams in the off season but the roosters have had a woeful year they will not make the eight they're not good enough um i i just fail to believe that they won't spring something in the off season i, I just don't think that they're gonna be content to go in next year with uh, a relatively similar squad. Like uh, I think that there is a big shake-up coming. Um, do you do you think Suwali gets moved on early? They go after Bradman Best. Do you think that uh, do you think that they go after a Ben Hunt? What what do you think happens there? Um, I think Suwali will definitely get moved on early, and Dom Young's coming anyway, so that's going to fill that spot. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. They do need a center. They need a half, and they. They need another middle, so I don't know. It depends how much money they've got invested in in certain players. And, and Teddy on the weekend was he was unreal. The rest of the side was was good, but again, you know, it, it was against a, a Titans who were very underwhelming, and they had no Tino, and, and Tino's a heartbeat. I was expecting a big game out of Fafita, and he was a little bit quiet. So um, you know, I don't think I should get too excited about that one. Can you see them going fishing for a big fish, maybe Payne Haas? Oh, of course. They're always going to put themselves in the mix because, you know, they've got um, Politis, who's got such a big um, community around him as far as there's a lot of money, a lot of business. So, you know, they can get those third-party deals sort of fairly easy. Um, so it wouldn't surprise me if they go after someone like Haas because I think they do need a big middle and a half. Uh, the Storm Parramatta game, both teams coming off a loss. Uh, the Storm, God, they were embarrassing at stages last week, particularly defensively. They just let Newcastle roll through the middle. Uh, I'd say the tackling pads will be out this week. Do you... Pappenhausen's rumoured to be back in a few weeks. 
do you think it's worth trying to obviously they're not, they're not going to rush him but as soon as he's ready to go would you put him back into this team to try charge for the rest of the year like is it worth trying to get Pappenhausen back in as quick as possible yeah definitely definitely but I think we'll see him play two or three weeks of um, Queensland Cup um, you know they're, they're not going to throw him straight back in they'll want to see that he can you know, put a couple of back-to-back games together and so what he's talking three weeks what have we got five six weeks to go in the season yeah um, wouldn't shock me if he plays you know two or three games of Q Cup if he's back to the last round of the season well you know you're going to use him if, if he's available it, it might be a case of luxury too for Melbourne if they can make the top four then they get that second chance. So if if Pappenhausen's, say, first or second game was to be in that first final, it's not the world's biggest crime because you get the second chance. I don't, I don't think they'd do that, though. I, I think he'd be on the bench at best if if it was a final, just because it's such a key... You know, I know it's not like he hasn't played with them before, but it's been... It'll be almost 18 months before he's back. And, um, and just the combinations. They're going to want at least a game with those combinations together before they throw him in, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. And do Cronulla take on Penrith. Do you see any hope there for Cronulla to get a win this weekend? Um, well, if about four blokes from Penrith get COVID and Theory <laughs> gets put in the bin or sent off, they're a chance. <laughs> they, um, they're, they're, they're so content to win a game 34-32. The Sharks. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And against Penrith, well, they're not going to score. They're not going to score more than three tries against Penrith. That's so, right. You know, and their defence just isn't good enough to, to stop Penrith from scoring more than that. I, I just can't see a world where they get close to to, Cronulla, to Penrith this week. Well, Penrith concede 11 points a game, so you've got to go into the mindset of trying to win 12-10. So... And Penrith conceded three tries against the Dogs, who are terrible. So, you know, Cleary's not going to be happy about that. I'm sure that'll be their focus. No, absolutely not. Um, uh, the Cowboys are going along really well, but like we've said, we they're, they've been up for so long. Like, a lot of people talking them, like, the only team that can challenge Penrith. I, I don't buy that because nah, they, they've been playing happy. semi-final football since round 12. Exactly. I mean, I think they will flog the Titans this week. Next week, they've got the Broncos, which will be an absolute cracker. It'll be the week or two after that where, you know, there's a bit of a letdown. So I'm just looking at their draw. They do have a bye after that. So that may freshen them up a bit. Um, Then they go into a couple of other tough games. So they've got the Sharks, which, you know, by then the Sharks will know where their season's at. It might be must-win for them and... Uh, then they've got the Dolphins last. So, you know, that's again another... Oh, sorry, second last round. So that's another winnable game for them. But I think that they'll drop one of those, one or two of those games after the bye. They've just been up for too long. See, how many teams... I know you and I both have said Penrith, uh, the gold standard, would take a miracle to beat them. But how many teams could challenge Penrith come come grand final day? Well, you look at... um, the way Brisbane are playing at home. So I'm not sure what the stat is. Um, I, I think they've played about 80% of their games in Queensland and 70% of those have been at Suncorp. So if they can get a home semi, which they will, the way they're going, um, that puts them in a prelim. They're in a prelim, they can make a GF. 
who knows what happens. All you got to do is be there. If they don't get a, uh, a home semi there for that first or second week, I don't know how they'll go on the road. I think the I had the rabbits as a chance of of being a contender, but I'm I'm off that now. I just don't think their forward pack's good enough, and they would need Latrell to cut loose, which he can do. They he lack, can have one of those games. They they lack another quality middle, don't they? They do, they do, and that's why um, they went with Brisbane for what was it about fifty minutes? They went with them, and then they just couldn't keep going with them because they they lack that extra middle. Um, that's where you know Cronulla tend to fall over at times. That's where Manly fell over in that last fifteen minutes, not because they don't have the middles, but they had middles that were injured. So you lose the you know you, you go forward men and things unravel around it because you, you obviously it helps you get on the front foot, but it's also then withstanding the onslaught from the other forward pack coming at you. You need those big bodies and um, quality big bodies to be able to stay in the game and then fight and turn momentum and get yourself back in it. Just on the Warriors, they they get Roger Tuovasa-Shek next year. You would assume he would play centre. Um, what's the what's the position of need at the Warriors? They've had a tremendous year uh, and a lot of it's been through effort, but you, let's face it, you need some talent to win the Premiership. So uh, whilst effort is absolutely beautiful and it's fantastic that they've gone this well, they're going to have to add some talent to their squad. What area of the squad do you think that they go in? Oh, I think he plays fullback. Two of us are sharing. Um, yeah, I can't see him coming back to, to not play fullback. So that then moves Charles um, to either to the wing or to the centres. Rocco Berry goes quite good. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see what decision they make there. The, the thing that they need is a half. Look, let's be honest. Sean Johnson hopefully wins the Daily M. I think he deserves it. He's only got another year or two in him. Okay. And there's no guarantee that he can put this together again next year. You're not a fan of Luke so, Metcalf? Oh, he goes okay. He's like, he's, you know, he's a good footballer. But. He's not. He's not elite. Like Luke Metcalf's not getting talked about to win the Daily M. Sean Johnson is. So, so, so how do you replace Sean Johnson? Yeah. So that's that should be the biggest focus at the moment because let's let's be realistic. Sean Johnson, whilst being their best player, he's not going to be there when the Warriors win a premiership. No, you, you wouldn't and think so. Win this year. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And so, so I just think that Charms goes to <coughs> the centres. You know, probably for Pompey. Um, and and then obviously, um, you know, there's a few things they could look at. I'm just going through their squad here. Wade Egan's improved out of sight, so you know you can you can give a big tick there for their dummy half department. But I don't know what they have coming in behind him. So if he gets injured or starts to have a run of poor form, I know they got uh, Freddie Lassick there, but Freddie Lassick's not, you know, he's not one of the elite hookers. Yeah. So that could be a position that they do look at as well. Yeah, it, it's all about depth, isn't it? Because you know that if someone goes down for Penrith, whoever comes in is going to be able to do the job. And like, like even even to their best player, Nathan Cleary goes down, Jack Cogger's coming in, they're still favourites to win the title. Yeah, exactly. I think the um, you know, I think the Raiders have the Ford pack to, to match Penrith. I just don't know if they have the, the enough class in the back line. Yeah, particularly... At, at fullback, and I think Seb Chris has done a commendable job, but oh, I really wish, like, is 
is Xavier Savage injured or what's going on there? Because like he was the guy to me that I I thought if he comes on this year, he can really catapult them. He's got so well, much X factor. You're right, man. I think he is injured now, but he'd been playing on the wing for the last six weeks in reserve grade. So that's how far he's fallen from grace as far as their pecking order, because he was the um, first choice fullback at one point, and now he he's been on the wing in reserve grade. So. I'm not too sure whether he's just fallen out of form completely or whether there's niggling injuries that have been floating around. Oh. But yeah, you're right. I mean, Seb Chris has done a, a fair job, but he's not. He's not a. You're not going to see a team win a comp with Seb Chris as fullback, in my opinion. No, probably not. That'll just about do it from this week. Seb's good to talk to you, mate. Thanks, mate. This has been the 60 Go podcast, brought to you by Mint Sports, and that is full time.